Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm your host, Lori LeBay, and I'm so excited that you're joining us today. We are going to have a fascinating conversation as usual as we learn from people all around the world at all ages and stages of life. Stay tuned as we shift our dementia care from crisis to comfort. Right, here we go. What you think about Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Alzheimer's Speaks to Radio. If you enjoyed our opening music, it's called Clarion Call by the Mark Arneson Band featuring Maya Dore. And you can download it on any of your favorite music platforms. They're also going to donate proceeds to Alzheimer's Speaks, so you kind of get a twofer when you do that. Again, it's called Clarion Call by the Mark Arneson Band. I know that a lot of times we get new listeners, and so for those of you who don't really know who we are or what we do, um, Alzheimer's Speaks was developed because my own mother had dementia for 30 years, and it changed my life and made me want to connect people to resources, products, and tools. And so the radio show is just one of our platforms, and how I say it is, you know, we're not about um, sound bites, but sound information. Our goal is to have real conversations, and raise awareness of all voices, big and small, from those diagnosed to those who care and serve them, to advocates, researchers, family members, and more. Now, this is a live show today, and if you would like to uh, call in and join the conversation, you can easily do that by calling 323-870-4602. That's 323 323- Eight seven zero four six zero two, and we would we would love to hear what you have to say. Uh, our conversation today is going to be about mem- the Memory Cafe directory, Cafe Connect, Memory Joggers, and lots of other great resources that you can tap into for free. But before I introduce our guests. I always like to thank our audience. You guys are so loyal. Your likes, your clicks, your shares are just a true blessing to us. And I I encourage you to continue to do so because you're helping expand the footprint of dementia and dementia resources and caregiving all around the world. And to me, that's the only way we're going to win the battle is to build that sense of community, collaboration, and comfort uh, by sharing information and having real honest conversations. Now, I also love to shout out um, to a few um, organizations. So um, Barbara Lee Friedman has uh, Music Memories Minnesota, and we've done four sing-alongs. Those are all on our YouTube channel. You can download those free. Uh, We also have on our YouTube channel something called Dementia Chat, which is where I facilitate a conversation with the real experts. Those are people who are diagnosed with dementia. They're fascinating and interesting. You'll get a ton of tips. And we have been doing that for years. So there's lots of them to watch. And then um, we're also doing something called Dementia Quick Tips, where those are just short little videos 
um, that I did on tips. I wish someone would have told me when I started on this journey um, 35 years ago with with my own mother. And keep in mind, we've been doing the radio show since uh, 2011, and all of those shows are archived as well. So feel free to uh, listen anytime. And last, I want to give a shout out to Coral Health. Um, During this time of COVID, they have stepped up to the fight and they are giving away their music app first, uh, Music First and Coral Health free. So you can just go to Coro and that's C-O-R-O Health and um, go ahead and download it from there. It's, It's a wonderful, wonderful way to just give yourself a little respite and the person with dementia Nice way to engage and uh, listen to the music that you love or um, listen to some of your your faith hymns and uh, so forth. So with no further ado, let me go ahead and introduce our guest. Dave Weedrick is the owner and the operator of Memory Cafe Directory. And if you haven't heard about the Memory Cafe Directory, um, I'm really excited that you're here today because it is Um, changing lives all around the world. It's a global directory with nearly uh, 900 memory cafes um, that are entered into uh, five different countries that he's tracking. And of, you know, particular interest, we're going to be talking about Cafe Connect, where Dave has uh, started to identify the virtual memory cafes because, you know, everyone's in lockdown or not quite comfortable meeting yet. And the nice thing with that is you don't have to, they don't have to be in your backyard and you don't have to leave your house and you get to meet new, new friends. And um, so I'm just so excited to have this conversation. I, I just highly, highly admire Dave. So welcome, Dave. Um, thank you so much for taking time to be with us this afternoon. Hi, Lori. No, thank you for uh, having me on the show. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, well, you know, ever since we connected, which was years ago, I just uh, felt this strong bond with you in terms of of passion and really trying to make a difference in the world. And so I, I really appreciate all that you do. I'd love you to give people a little background about yourself, because most people don't step into this space and work with the level of passion that you have for change unless they've been personally touched by dementia. So is, is that true for you or not? Well, it, it is. I have been uh, personally touched, uh, but, but it, uh, only part of it was the, uh, the impetus for, for starting Memory Cafe Directory. Uh, I have a very good friend whose mother um, is, is dealing with some dementia issues and uh, working hard to uh, stay independent. Uh, but unfortunately, I lost a, uh, an older cousin, kind of like an aunt, uh, last year to Alzheimer's. And uh, that hit pretty close to home. But uh, uh, the Memory Cafe uh, directory is uh, uh, really a passion project. I, I learned about Memory Cafes a number of years ago and was immediately smitten with the idea uh, and the benefits that they, they hold for people. But it was, and, and you could find a lot of information about Memory Cafes, how they started in Europe and they came to the US and so forth. But I could not find an easy way to just simply find where memory cafes took place. Uh, You could find uh, an occasional website with a few 
maybe one organization would uh, sponsor a few and then they would have a few on their site, but not one central source. And it would, and it just occurred to me that it would be very difficult for people to, uh, to find one if they just didn't know how to, uh, how to do that. So as you said in the open there, uh, about 900 listings later, uh, it's become <laughs> quite the, uh, uh, quite the source uh, of information for people looking for memory cafes. And certainly these days, the, the virtual concept is uh, is taking hold pretty rapidly. Yeah, and you are so right. It was very, very difficult to find one. I, I tried putting a directory together as well, but it's so time consuming and um, ever changing. And uh, so I was like thrilled to death when you came along because I think there were like three of us that were doing it. But you know, none of us had had the bandwidth to really pull it off, and you've done a, such a nice job in terms of, of pulling it together. So why don't you tell us what a memory cafe is? People have heard from me, but there's so many different varieties, and, and you've talked with probably even more people than I have regarding memory cafes at this point. Um, so why don't you explain what a memory cafe is and, and some of the benefits from it? Well, yeah, you're right. You you know them as well as anybody. Uh, but you're, but it's interesting to come in contact with a number of people who are listing their cafes, uh, uh, asking to have information updated. They they want to keep it current, which I do too. So I, I talk to a lot of people. I email a lot of people, and I see a lot of email addresses. So it's interesting to see how many. Gosh, there's everything from uh, locations like libraries and senior centers and assisted living uh, communities. Uh, there's, a, there's a couple of farms where it's interactive with the animals. Uh, and, and there's just so museums, it just goes on and on. Uh, but the beauty of that is that it allows people to come together in a dementia-friendly environment. Uh, this is a, an environment that uh, is specifically for people living with dementia uh, and their care partners. And, and that's a, a very important uh, part of this in that what it is is a, is a, uh, a no judgment zone basically and, and allowing people to enjoy the company of, of others uh, in similar circumstances without feeling any kind of stigma that, that might be cast in, in, in a public setting. And, uh, but what's also important is what it's not. It is not a respite program. It is not a memory cafe is not designed to allow a care partner to drop off the person living with dementia to have an, an, uh, an adult day center kind of uh, environment. Now, this is specifically a situation where people can enjoy these activities and events together. And uh, the events are as, as varied as, uh, as the locations. Uh, there's, there's everything from structured programming, uh, dementia resources, to uh, ta his historic talks, uh, to music, to trivia, to arts and crafts. And it really is just a, uh, a wonderful variety of, of activities for people to enjoy together and in a, in a, very, uh, a very appropriate setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's so fun to hear all the different varieties out there. Mine is just strictly um, a chat group. You know, we don't do activities. We don't split up uh, the person with dementia from the care partners. And um, it's just interesting, all the different, you know, some are doing 
theme parties and some rotate. I mean, it's it's just it's amazing to see how everyone is doing what their group needs and wants. And every every group is a little bit different, and I think that's what makes it so much fun, and um, and and works so well. Is and that's that, you know I, that's I, sorry. go ahead. Uh, that, that's a really important point because all of the personalities uh, are the, the, the collective per- personalities in a group are certainly different from another group and the environment, the, the venue specifically, uh, the types of activities, they are all different. The, the people organizing the event, they have different backgrounds, different professional credentials, different uh, perspectives, and they bring that to the group. So uh, it's, it's, it's a wonderful variety of, of activities and uh, from structured to not. So it's, it's, there's something for everyone. Yeah. I, and I just, I think that that is, uh, that is where the, where the power, where the power comes from. Now you had mentioned that, you know, you kind of felt a, a lack of coordination of, of how to find the, the memory cafes, which was so true. How did you even begin to start to organize them? Because I mean, they're we're a big country, and now you're you've even expanded outside the country into other countries as well. Well, it uh, uh, you, you mentioned the, the the few of you that you knew about that had small directories. I have to admit, those were the catalyst for Memory Cafe directory, uh, and I. <laughs> I would uh, start with those and then begin reaching out to the locations, the contact uh, at those locations to verify the information. Uh, sometimes I found that uh, some of the information I discovered was a bit dated and, uh, and it was important to make sure that that information was updated. Uh, it doesn't help anyone if they have you know, outdated information. And some of the listings went away because they just didn't eat anymore or I couldn't verify the the, the data. And uh, uh, also, <laughs> I set up, a, if you've heard of a, a Google Alerts, you can, you can set up an alert in the Google News Feed. And if a term is used in media publications, Google will flag it and send you an email summary of those articles. So I set one up for Memory Cafe and started getting occasional hits uh, from Google on news uh, online publications that were uh, delivering stories about memory cafes. And so I'd reach out to them to see if they wanted to list and, uh, and it kept growing from there. I, I knew I was onto something um, when I didn't have to prospect for listings anymore and people were coming to me. Uh, the, the contact page was starting to have a life of its own and, now I, I don't even try to reach out um, because I get inquiries daily, practically. Um, and so it's, it's, it's created, I guess, a, a, a critical mass and how people know about it and want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is funny. You know, when we started ours here in Roseville, oh, my gosh, people didn't know what the heck it was. And, I mean, we couldn't get publicity for it at all. Until like a year. I mean, it was mm-hmm. it was a battle because everybody was so used to a caregiver support group. And and I actually got a lot of pushback, which I think others did, too, going, well, you can't have a, a support group with the person with dementia and the, the caregiver there. And I was like, well, why not? 
well, you know, <laughs> that's just, that's not what they're about. And I'm like, no, this is about living graciously together, um, continuing to have peers together. Um, none of us is perfect, so let's stop pretending, you know, that we are and learn from one another and, and give people this outlet. And, you know, the knowledge that you receive, um, you know, just facilitating one of these groups or, and or attending as a member is unbelievable, unbelievable, the, the um, honest, authentic voices that that people talk and, you know, tell their stories, the good, the bad, the ugly, but you get to know the whole person. And I think that's one of the reasons they're so embraced um, as well is it's not just focused on dementia. You know, it's not just focused on the disease and dysfunction. It's, um, you know, it's the hope, it's the joy, it's the, the everyday experiences of life of who, who all has, uh, is walking this path, um, which is, which is neat um, because so many people lose their peers, as you know, uh, through this process, and some family members as well. So it's important to to rebuild that community. And you know, your memory cafe directory is really, really helping people build that sense of community again. Um, why don't we talk a little bit about what's changed since COVID nineteen hit us all, <laughs> and how has that affected the memory cafe and the work that you do? Well, let me groan a little bit, as probably everyone is. Uh, yeah, it, it didn't take long for uh, for this to change pretty quickly, as you know. And and uh, once once uh, you know, any event be, began to uh, to just simply be suspended, there were there were just events not not meeting, and those dominoes were falling pretty quickly uh, over the course of a, a week or two. I knew that uh, uh, there had to be a, new, a better way to provide value through the through the website, and uh, uh, I don't recall where I learned of um, this this move to the to the virtual world. And of course, Zoom become has become the uh, the, the leading uh, uh, platform that people use, and. It, it occurred to me that this is really the way people are going to be getting together for, for quite some time. Uh, the in-person approach is just not going to work for a while. And so that's where uh, the Cafe Connect came to be. Uh, uh, the idea is that memory cafes that meet in person, of course, there's a ge- geographic uh, element to that. You're in a certain state, you're in a city, uh, and you are trying to find something nearby uh, to visit and attend. With the online world, it's a little different structure. There's there's really no geographic boundaries. There's uh, the biggest thing I've dealt with is time zones, trying to trying to manage those. But people can connect from anywhere uh, as long as they have a computer with the right uh, you know the right system running. And uh, so Cafe Connect was born. Um, and I think there's 30 or more now uh, on, on the page. Uh, what was interesting is the growth. It started with just a couple that I, that I learned about through the other listings on the site. And I, I got a couple of notices that said we were, we were going to move online. And uh, uh, initially, I was starting to update the other entries and then realized I needed a different different plan for that. 
So the initial uh, group, I think there was maybe a half a dozen listings, and, and uh, you know, I know you're familiar with this. There's Initially, there was just a, a group of a list of, of those on a page, and, and then that expanded to which days of the week, and that expanded to second and third Wednesdays, and it was getting a bit onerous to, uh, to manage. So I took about three weeks and developed a, a way to put this into a calendar, and it allows people to just simply look at the month at a glance, click down to maybe the week that they want to look at or the day and see the schedule. Because really, it's it's timing now that is the geographic border, not maps, not not physical location, and anyone can come to the to the page uh, on the site and find. I, I list everything in Eastern time zone with nearly half the U.S. population living in the Eastern time zone. I figured that was the right one to use, and people can make their own adjustments to wherever they live, and uh, contact the. Uh, uh, you know, the memory cafe, get registered and enjoy an interactive outing either with people, you know, or maybe make some new friends with people you don't already know. Mm-hmm. What a great idea. And I just, I, it, I just find it so exciting because even when I see people just starting um, to do the zoom, they're so excited when they can do Zoom, you know, because they thought, well, that's too much. I could never do that. You know, there's this kind of hidden belief in terms mm-hmm. of possibilities. And they're so excited when their world is able to be broadened. Um, it's it's quite beautiful to, to watch and to see the smiles and um, just kind of that sense of ease of feeling like you belong, you know, and there's there's exactly. more people out there and you don't have to worry about catching COVID. You don't have to take that extra time to get ready and drive because sometimes those, those can be hurdles for people who are caring for a loved one with dementia too, is it's not just the time in the meeting um, that I think everyone values, but it's getting ready and getting back and, you know, um, kind of shuffling your day around. And for, for many, uh, you know, I'm hearing that um, they feel their reach is expanded because they're getting people who couldn't come before because it was just too difficult to, right, to right. get there. And so that's a that's a neat thing too that I think we're learning um, yeah. through through the COVID. Have you been hearing that from from other facilitators as well? I have. They they just they they love having people light up. You know, when they especially when there was a period of time where no one was meeting and then there was kind of a, a interim period there where there, nobody was meeting, but then the virtual activities hadn't really taken off yet. And so those who have shared with me that the, what, what the first few times people were just, just giddy to be interacting again. And, and actually a common, uh, while this is so important and so valuable to people, a common piece of feedback I've gotten was that it, it's, at times taken a few steps to get there. And what that means is that people are sometimes not, not very familiar with this, this new technology. They, they just have no background, uh, maybe not even use FaceTime on their phone. I mean, just not even familiar with the concept. And through my past life and in, in the corporate career, uh, I, I counsel these people and explain the best way to get someone oriented to something new is 
to 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 really do it in a in a no harm no no foul way and the way to do that is maybe your first session or offer a, an auxiliary session that is just simply to learn zoom we're, we're, mm-hmm. that's all we're going to do we're going to play with the tool we're going to click buttons we're going to make mistakes and we're going to have fun let's just focus on that well that in itself becomes an activity but it takes it takes the burden away from needing to make sure this works so I can participate. The participation is just simply learning the tool and everybody has a great time with it. Uh, so that, that has helped uh, a number of groups who are, are struggling with getting started and they just simply have a, a sandbox play session uh, to learn Zoom and then they go from there. Yeah, yeah, and there is, that does just make such a huge difference to, to to feel like you have that play time to set up because you don't want to disrupt things and people are worried that, you know, they're going to get embarrassed and, uh, you know, all those, all those normal things that we have with that. Well, um, again, for our audience, if you go to the memory cafe directory and then look for cafe connect, you're going to be able to find those listings that meet virtually and would really encourage you to, uh, to try to try that as well, because we don't know how long we're going to be in this process or when it's going to hit again. You know, we might get out and then get, you know, get a, a card that says go back to jail and we're all on lockdown again, <laughs> you know, with the, with this virus. We just, we just don't know. And uh, the other thing that I found is from people learning how to use Zoom through this process, they've realized, oh, I can do this with my family. I can do this with my friends. This isn't that difficult to do. And so not only is it good for that support and gathering of peers, um, but it's expanded. People have started prayer groups and um, book clubs or, you know, cocktail hours, all kinds of different things using this platform. So it's, it's worth trying out on, I think, multiple levels. For sure on that. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, and the the virtual part of that, I think you're touching on something that's very, very important. Uh, Before COVID-19, we had physical memory cafes and people could attend if they happened to be nearby and had the ability to attend. Uh, That's great. Uh, But think about how big our country is or how big the world is. Not everybody has a memory cafe nearby and nor can they necessarily get to one if they are nearby. Uh, so so this, this concept of social isolation has been with us for quite some time. Uh, and it, 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 I don't, I, we just don't hear a lot of discussion about that. Uh, what, what, the virtual, what this vir- virtual world has, has taught us and has kind of forced us to use that will benefit us going forward is people who may have been isolated in the past now have a way, have a way they can learn to be involved and be engaged in, especially in a memory cafe, if that's appropriate for them to, uh, to, to really uh, transcend those, those geographic issues and have a, have a way to reach out and, and be involved. So I'm hoping that, I'm hoping that we get back to meeting in person because there's nothing, nothing better than that. But I'm also hoping that the virtual, uh, the Cafe Connect concept will continue as well because a lot of people who can't uh, participate in a physical memory cafe can certainly benefit from a virtual one. Oh, I agree. I think it's kind of like telehealth. 
Um, oh, it's, yeah. been, exactly. it's been on the books for a long time, and people have been trying to get people to use it, but until they are forced <laughs> to use it, right. sometimes it, it just doesn't happen. And so I think that that's, um, that's kind of what we've fallen into. And, and this can be used for so many different things, um, like I said, besides just these groups. And I think it's a real empowerment piece and really breaks down that that isolation because again there's nothing like getting a hug and meeting in person and and stuff but you know sitting and seeing somebody's facial expressions and hearing their laugh um is is pretty darn uh, precious as well so again again thank you for making that easier for people to be able to find by going to the cafe connect now you also do something um that i think is really beneficial for um these groups and others, and that's called memory joggers. And I'm wondering if you can tell our audience about memory joggers. Oh, I love memory joggers and, and, and the feedback I've gotten on how people have used them. You know, we, we, have, uh, we, we have all grown up with various sayings and little idioms that, that we're familiar with and have just always known them. And uh, I've, I've pulled together uh, quite a number of these to to really address something that is is based in science. I, I did some research on why we're why we're so infatuated with trivia, you know, as a society, and whether it's music trivia, name that tune, regular whatever it is, you know, there, there's something about that. And what science tells us is that every time we recall something from longer term memory, you're trying to remember that song from high school, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And you actually get it. Well, that puts it into short-term memory. And by doing so, it strengthens that connection to the memory. So every time you do that, there's a little bit of strengthening going on. So that's why not only is trivia fun, but it's good for us, too, to, to recall these things and be, be prompted to make that recall. So what I did with memory joggers was I pulled together all of these sayings that uh, we've all known forever and we can play a little game here if you like. I just pulled, what, sure. pulled one up at, at random. Uh, and it, it, I should probably say that the way, the way this is intended to be used in the memory cafe setting, of course, anyone can use these, but it's intended for the memory cafes, is that uh, the facilitator would start the phrase and then allow the participants to finish it with, and I, I've designed this so that they finish it with just one word. Mm-hmm. So it, it's something that uh, can be used in a calm way, very quietly uh, ask for hands, raise hands if they know the answer, or they can, uh, I've heard feedback where it's, it's very wild. They will uh, make the phrase and wait for the first person to shout it out and raise their arms <laughs> in victory. So it, 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 like memory cafes, it depends on the group and you can use that any way, out, any way you like. So, you know, one, one could say, uh, I'm not sure the jury is still out, open. There you go. <laughs> uh, we can figure it out if we just connect the dots. There you go. Phew. I'm glad you got that one. That was a close. <laughs> After the first one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what a coincidence. It's really a small Whoa, world. world. I forgot we're playing the game. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should talk that way in the rest of the, the rest of the show and see if you pick oh. up. 
just no, funny. You can, you, can, you can see how fun. And, you know, the final mm-hmm. one I'll give you, and this is, this is the last one, and it's just my two. So you, you can see these are, these are fun recall uh, kinds of activities. And, uh, and some of these might actually invoke a little bit of reminiscence discussion, uh, depending on the topic and the, and the group of people. Uh, so these are, these are just on the site under memory joggers. They're simple. Uh, I have 20 at, 20 at a time on a, on a simple one-page PDF that people can uh, download, print, whatever they want to do. And 20 at a time, that's, I thought that might be a good number for people to kind of blow through. And then when you're done, you go on to your next activity or whatever you want to do. Uh, but it's, it's so much fun. And I actually had a lot of fun putting these together. I, I think I'm up to about a dozen or more uh, editions and uh, oh, 14. I just looked. It's 14 editions of 20, and I probably have three times that many more to uh, to publish. Uh, I just I do them when I have time. They're so much fun. Oh wow! Well, I have never been good at trivia, as you can tell, but uh, <laughs> I, I do I do have to just hold myself up. My granddaughter kind of snuck in the door uh, on a couple of them, and I was like paying attention to her. <laughs> I got a little distracted, but I I am. Um, <laughs> I am the one person in the world you probably don't want on your trivia side in terms of the game. I am horrible. Horrible. Well, I don't you know care what, what the that, subject is. That would make you a wonderful facilitator because you'd have the answers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because I, I am I am just bad. I just people go, you know, what's your favorite music? What's your favorite band? What's your favorite song? And I'm like I I know what I like when I hear it. I just never track that stuff. Even where do you travel or what's been your favorite destination? I remember, I don't remember the words. I remember the feelings towards sure, those things sure. and stuff. And so, um, so yeah, you'll get a few wacky people like me out there probably that just wrote the game a little you know, bit. But we're we're kind of we're kind of joking about that, and and we all have our moments. I'm I'm sure. Uh, but you know what's interesting is, and I'll, I'm asking your opinion on this. Wouldn't wouldn't an activity like this maybe uh, help someone that, if they're in a group, let's just say in a group that's participating in that, and maybe they're like you, maybe they just they can't come up with the the facts, the recalls, you know, very quickly. Mm-hmm. But the others can, and they they're still participating in that process. They hear the answer, and yeah. it, it's it it would seem to me that that process would at least, if not prime the pump, at least kind of give a little bit of, uh, a little bit of um, momentum to, uh, you know, to maybe getting deeper into it mentally and trying to uh, exercise some of that recall. Who knows? But. uh, Well, and I think part of it is just the whole inclusion piece too, of not, you know, not feeling alone um, with something. And, you know, you can always, Um, it, it doesn't have to necessarily be a right or wrong answer. It could be, oh, I heard that too, but there's another one I've heard that's even a little bit more popular, you know. And there's the um, discussion, you know, there's the, comment, uh, the, the conversation that can take place. Yeah, or, or, you know, who do you remember saying that? Right. You know, or, or have you ever said that? And, and in what types of circumstances? And there's no, there's no right, there's no wrong, and um, you can get some pretty, pretty good stories out of just um, having those open conversations and, 
and uh, in things. But I can see where it can get really competitive for some people as well. <laughs> well it just depends on the group, how you want to use it. It's all up to you. Exactly, exactly. So, well, why don't you tell us what, uh, well, how do they, how do they access the memory joggers? I should ask that on, on your well, website. It's, uh, yeah, it, um, uh, Cafe Connect is right up at the top. I've got a big header there because that, once, once Cafe Connect uh, began, it, it quickly became the most often visited page on the whole website. I mean, that's just where people go. Uh, but if you look uh, at the, the regular menu bar at the top, uh, under Caregiver Resources, mm-hmm. you'll find that drop down. It just says Memory Joggers Library. Okay. And it, they're, okay. All, they're all listed on that one page. Wonderful. Wonderful. So what's what's in the future for the memory cafes? Do you have anything else up your sleeve you're thinking about? Well, they, uh, you know, we've, we've talked about how the virtual side, I hope, will live on and address uh, a, a part of the population that maybe has not been addressed before. And, and we have both physical and virtual going. Uh, one thing that uh, that I did a while back, and I, I, I'm I'm trying to plan how I want to proceed with this. But if um, on the site right next to the, the, the home button uh, on the menu, I, I put a start here. One, one of the things that, uh, one of the, the most often asked questions I would get is uh, about memory cafes. Sometimes what are they, uh, but mostly how can I start my own? Uh, mm-hmm. the, the what are they came from having to politely turn down people that wanted to list their support group when it seemed to me it really wasn't a a memory cafe. It was a support group. And Mm -hmm. once I dug deeper, I realized that that had to, that, that just a noble event. It just shouldn't be on the site. So that, that start here area is the beginning. Uh, What is a memory cafe, how to start a memory cafe, how to promote your memory cafe. There's a, there's another uh, question that I get quite a bit. I, I need to grow my participation. So I wrote articles about each of these topics. Uh, and what I'm planning to do is expand on this to allow people to really uh, get more information on not just the concept of starting a cafe, but maybe how to, how to plan the financial impact, how to plan activities. Uh, what are some of the places that would be considered appropriate? You know, these, every single one of these topics could be a, you know, a deep dive kind of article on the site. So this is something that I expect to, uh, to expand pretty dramatically in the future and just provide more information about uh, the memory cafes and how to get the most out of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there are lots, of lots of questions um, that come up on that. I know I have people call me and I have almost like a a printout sheet and I've thought about doing just a, a video of just the common questions of how do you market and what you need in the location and how many people is Optimum and how many um, how many facilitators and what the heck do you do and what's the best time of day. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And they're different for every group, you know, so there's some standard guidelines, but there's, you know, people really have to ask some of these questions to their, to their group as well. If, if they truly want to be fluid in meeting the, you know, their group's needs, some groups um, 
out there have their own standards and you either meet the group standards or, you know, go on out and find another group. You know, they don't, they don't kind of bend and flow with as the group changes. And uh, I think that's one of the things that I've noticed is different with the memory cafes is they're, they know their groups are going to ebb and flow and they're really out there trying to, trying to make that difference and um, modify things and improve them as, as time moves on with that. Right. So, well, this has been a fascinating conversation. Lots of great information. We talked about the memory cafe directory.com and there you can find the cafe connect, which highlights the virtual cafes, not just all the memory cafes, uh, which you have almost 900 of them around the world. And um, and then also the memory joggers, which are a tool, which are a great conversation starter or game that you can play. Um, you, can, you can use them in multiple different ways for reminiscing um, to icebreakers, uh, whatever, whatever it might be there. But I, I really thank you for the direction that you have and that you're looking at expanding that even more, helping people kind of define and decide is the memory cafe something that they want to start and, and be part of this movement. And it really, in my eyes, has been a movement. It's been fun to fun to watch things change, you know, over the last almost 10 years um, of of the memory cafes coming here to, to our country. I suppose it's been quite closer to maybe, well, I'm trying to think when I, I should know when I, when I opened mine, I want to say it was 2011, but I could be wrong on that. Um, yeah, you know, you, you get involved with so many different projects. I just don't remember all the, all the dates. I'm off to the next, the next one there. But yeah, seeing what they did across the pond with, with this and then sharing that information has been helpful, just like uh, what they did with the, the um, dementia-friendly communities. You know, it wasn't something that originated here in the U.S. It was, again, a concept shared um, on the other side of the world and um, has just made it easier for us to embrace and, and get up and run. And so, Dave, I want to thank you so much for your time today. Anything that we missed that we that uh, that I forgot to ask you? No, no, I, I appreciate the kind words on the directory. It's, uh, as I mentioned earlier, it certainly is a passion project of mine and and uh, while there's 900 or so now, uh, you know, part of me says that we could have 10 times that many, really. Uh, mm-hmm. It's if you think about how big the country and the world is, I mean, we could 10x or 100x that number and, and um, you know, do a lot of good uh, that way. And I guess the last thing would be just simply um, uh, encourage people to continue to um, uh, to submit their suggestions on what else they want on the directory that would help them in their memory cafe experience. The, uh, you know, I, I mentioned the, uh, the expanded um, start here section uh, for people. And, and that might be, uh, you know, might be, might cover a lot of it, but if there's some specific uh, information that people really could use related to their memory cafe experience, yeah, they can just reach out via the website and, uh, I'm happy to to try to accommodate whatever I can. Wonderful. You know, one thing when you're saying that, um, that I I did um, on my Memory Cafe um, page was, you know, I had listed kind of mentors for people to be able to easily connect with people around the world who were were facilitating them so that they could talk to somebody. And then the other thing was um, just some resources for people. 
in terms of, you know, and it might be a book, it could be a game, it could be a memory jogger. I mean, there's lots of different things um, that could be resources for people. Um, now with virtual, it, you know, it could be even videos um, that are added or um, I, I, the list is, it, the list is, is long in terms of, in terms of availability there. Yeah, um, I, I do appreciate the, the resources comment. Uh, there is a, a drop down there with, with where the memory joggers lives. And uh, uh, one thing that I started a while back, there's a, a guest authors section where people have written books uh, for uh, caregiving in the, in the dementia uh, space uh, can tell the backstory of why they've written their book and, and help people decide if that book's right for them, because obviously not every book is right for everyone. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, and so I, I I like what you're saying. Maybe that's a an area that some more expansion could be done in that whole resources area, uh, mm -hmm. and just keep adding to that uh, you know to that section. Good yeah. advice. Thank you. Yeah, great. Well, um, if people want to contact uh, you, they can go to the memorycafedirectory.com. That's memorycafedirectory.com, or they can email you at info at memorycafedirectory.com. And you are also on Twitter as Memory Cafes. And Facebook, you are listed as Memory Cafe Directory, same as Instagram, uh, Memory Cafe Directory. I have not fared out on Instagram yet. So <laughs> I'm debating if I really want to go there or not, if I've got time with so many social media uh, spins and stuff. But uh, have you have you found you get a good response on on Instagram? Yeah, I do. It's uh, it's interesting. Each each of the platforms are have a little different personality, you know, for the groups that that follow and how they interact. Uh, but uh, but having all three covered is about all I can handle too. Uh, mm -hmm. That's uh, the way I look at it. If 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 people can't find me with those, they probably don't want me. So it's okay. <laughs> yeah, and then there's that word of mouth that just really uh, spreads the good work that you're doing as well out there. Very powerful, very powerful. Well, thank you again, thank you. Dave, for, for spending uh, this afternoon with us. Really appreciate your, your time and your passion and your heart in terms of uh, making people's lives much more pleasant and uh, sure. connecting them to others walking the same path. So thank you. Yeah. My, very much my pleasure. Thank you for everything you're doing as well. Great. In wrapping up, I just want to thank our listeners as well. You guys are wonderful. I hope, again, that you like, click, and share, and um, spread the word of this episode. There are a lot of people in your sphere of influence that are dealing with dementia that haven't told you, that, you know, don't know. And the more we can spread the information, the, more, the easier it's going to be for them to reach out and grab it when they're ready. Because we can't force anyone to have a conversation on this, and we can't force anyone to grab a resource. But I think the key is really to making it feel normal and accessible and, and friendly and welcoming. And you, each of you, has a big hand in doing that. So again, thank you for your time today. And if we can be of service to you, just go to alzheimerspeaks.com. There you can see our projects and initiatives. Um, you know, if you're looking for a, a speaker or a trainer or um, 
a consultant, I would be glad to talk with you on that as well. Have a wonderful week. Keep safe. And don't forget to social distance so we don't spike. We'll talk talk to you all soon. Bye now. Hey, everybody, Jared Sebesti, your host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.